Are you a stepmom trying to navigate the mesh of multiple worlds? Welcome to Your Bold Life Podcast. I'm Val Selby, and I take a stand that it's time for you to take your turn in life. I invited my friend Claudette Chenevere to have a conversation about being a stepmom and how boundaries play a part in that. She's passionate about helping other stepmoms and is known as the stepmom coach. If you are a stepmom, listen in as Claudette gives us a lot of advice to help you. Thank you so much, Val, for having me. I'm really excited about being here and and being a guest on your podcast. Awesome. So just, can you just tell my listeners just a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, I'm sure we're going to, we're going to get into a whole, whole time. Like I said, we, Claudette and I have talked quite a few different times, so we'll just, we're just going to go yeah. with this. <laughs> For sure. So thank you. So yes, so I've been a stepmom. It will be 30 years this year. So I'm really excited about this it's a major big year for us and so you know I started I met this man who had two two daughters and I had a son and you know we thought that hey no problem this is going to be easy we know what we're doing we have kids of our own we're just going to get together. Everything will be easy peasy, right? <laughs> yeah, reality soon set in um, not long after we moved in together. And we realized, like, whoa, this is has nothing to do with being a traditional family. There are some areas where we have no idea what we're doing. And we have a whole bunch of people telling us, what to do or giving us advice that is not helpful and uh, so it was really really challenging I would say for the first I would say for the first 10 years of our lives together it was challenging in that we had no idea what we were doing oh man and you know if you go back 30 years ago like Facebook and the internet, like none of the stuff that we have nowadays, not even our phones existed. Mm -mm, Exactly. (laughs) Like it's hard to imagine, right? That 30 years ago, what the life we're living today, it it was totally different. Mm -hmm. And so we had to rely on old fashioned books and therapy and doing some research and you know there was nothing out there there was still having the huge stigma about therapy oh yeah definitely and the thing is that I had seen some of my friends and family um, struggle in their marriages and relationship as stepmoms Mm -hmm. and I would say maybe a third of them are still together if mm-hmm. yeah, maybe even not a third of them are still together because they struggled. Mm-hmm. They struggled in thinking like, yeah, we're just gonna act as if we were like a normal. I don't want to use the word normal, like a traditional nuclear family, right? right? And it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, there's way too many other people involved, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Like there's other parents that are wanting to say, hey, this is how I want my kids to be raised and you can't tell them what to do. Because you're not the real mom or the real dad or the real parent or whatever. Yeah. And so it's hard because as um, 
a mom, like I was a mom, I figured like, well, I can raise kids. Like, why can't I raise these kids? Like if they were my own. Right. You're going to love them like your own. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Nah, it doesn't <laughs> work that way. I'm sorry. Like, and, and that is where there's a lot of struggles with, um, women today the expectation that you need to be loving these kids as if they were your own mm-hmm. you know there's too many people who are going to tell you uh no they're not your kids they're mine mm-hmm. or the kids will come and tell you no you're not my mom and you can't tell me what to do so like yeah. what do you do right exactly yeah and i know that um see and one of the reasons that claudette and i I, we love to talk to each other because we've got this whole love of boundaries. And yes. I know that the more I have talked to you, the more I have absolutely embraced just how big boundaries are in our life. Like, number one, I'm starting to think. <laughs> I, you know, if you have no clear boundaries, you're one letting people walk all over you as if you were a doormat. Mm-hmm. What? And so when you have no boundaries, people don't respect you. And, and respect is part of having very healthy relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. So in order to have good, healthy relationships, you need to have clear and healthy boundaries with yourself, with the people you live in, and with everybody else around you because if you let other people dictate how your life is going to be like you're you will never be completely happy you won't be fulfilled you are going to feel as if you are a puppet you're going to feel as if you don't matter you're going to feel as if you have no worth um that whatever you say or do has no place in this you need boundaries in order to feel as if you belong in this place mm-hmm. exactly yeah and and yeah and they're so important for other people to know what your boundaries are because they need to know what to, the relationship's going to be um, exactly and, I know even with my husband, when I've gotten really wishy-washy, you know, it's like, well, how is he supposed to know how to treat me <laughs> if, if I don't even realize how I want to be treated? <laughs> well, and, this, and, and you're right, right? There's this idea that if you love me, you would know what to do. That is hogwash. You know, it's such crap. <laughs> that is crap. That is hogwash. I, I don't know where this came from, but to expect another person to understand and believe and know how what you want is one of the biggest unrealistic expectations for any relationship to be, whether it's friendship, a work relationship, a marriage with your kids, any relationship, one. The other thing is that, you know, I was thinking over the weekend that there's this, um, this uh, philosophy where we say treat others as if uh, the way you would like to be treated, right? And, mm-hmm. and that is a, a well-known saying. We hear it a lot. The problem is with this is like, what if like, I don't like to be treated the way the other people are being treated mm-hmm. or that 
I am treating the others exactly like I would, but it's not them. So that's not okay either, right? Mm-hmm. How about we treat other people the way they would like to be treated and be respectful of that and have boundaries around this? Mm-hmm. So obviously these are experiences that I've learned over the years through trial and error, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> It's not something that comes natural to us. It's not, and for some it does, but for a lot of people, it's something you need to learn oftentimes through trial and error. And I think one of the the big things is, is that it, it probably did come natural, but then we had so many people step in and tell us how we had to change. That is so true. And how how we had to act. So then we have to relearn later on in life (laughs) all over again. (laughs) How to be ourselves, how to be true to who we are, as opposed to having to listen to everybody tell us how we should be or ought to be. Yeah. According to them. Yeah. And that would be so hard to have that other dynamic in there. uh, I'm I'm not a stepmom, but, you know, of course, I have pl- lots of friends that are, and I, I can't imagine having that other dynamic of that ex-spouse in there that's always going to be part of that relationship that you have to work with. Exactly. And so, you know, part of the, 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 the thing to understand or the, I don't want to say the secret sauce, but the, the, the way to navigate around this is to understand what your role as a stepmom is in here. Mm-hmm. And that is negotiable because no matter how, who says what, each situation is unique. Mm-hmm. The kids are different. The relationship is different. The ex-spouses are different. Some, some, and how that initial relationship uh, ended, right? And yeah. so if uh, the, your partner or your spouse and his ex had an amicable um, dissolvement of the relationship, then that makes it easier for you. Right. Now, if this other, if this other woman is insecure in who she is, in her position, in her role, in her own life, then you're up to go through and have like a lot of issues and problems. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many variables. It's hard to say this is what you need to do. But when, if we talk about boundaries, this is a little easier in that boundaries helps you to determine what is okay for you and what is not okay for you to accept in your, in your, in your life and in your role. And this is the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so when you understand what is okay for you, then you're able to share it with others. For example, if you understand that as a stepmom, you're not okay with having your stepkids go into your room and snoop in your stuff, that is okay to say it. Mm-hmm. And then 
but you need to know this about yourself. So that means you need to do some self-reflection to evaluate what your values and beliefs are. Are they still accurate? Are they, are they grounded on something that is, will make me happy and fulfilled as an individual? Or is it, are these values and beliefs grounded on what other people told me right. that should be my values? Right. Which I'm sure, like you said, how much advice you were getting in those first years. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. I mean, people have their hearts technically, I guess, in the right, in the right place. But yes. I mean, delivery is just everything when it comes to advice. Definitely. And again, you know, when you're thinking of it, it, you have to look at where does this advice come from and what are their intentions? Mm-hmm. You know, people have their heart to the right place most of the time. I will say, I will say 95% of the time people have good intentions. Mm-hmm. You sometimes have people who don't. But they are, the other thing is to ask yourself, like, you know, how you react to those advice. And so mm-hmm. sometimes it's okay to say, I heard what you said. I appreciate you sharing. Let me take a moment to consider this. Mm-hmm. As opposed to saying, what you have no idea what you're saying or like, why are you telling me stuff like this? And so, you know, th- and this comes with maturity. It comes mm-hmm. with time. It comes with how you feel about yourself. It comes with um, feeling good about who you are and liking who you are and being comfortable in your in your own skin. Mm-hmm. I think one of the hard parts, too, about getting all the advice is you were at a point where you, I assume, you were at a point where you were just like, oh, my gosh, I just need, I need help. Yes. So I'm going to take all the advice in possible. So you're probably wishy-washy changing, I I assume. And it's it's hard because everybody's advice comes from their experience. Definitely. And so how... How I, I approach this is I had, I went back to school because the people who were telling me a whole bunch of stuff, you know, came from different, um, from different backgrounds, from different perspectives, and even therapists. I will say we've even gone in therapy maybe four or five times. We've seen four or five different therapists, and even their approach was different and not always helpful. In fact, I even had one therapist tell us, well, just get a divorce and start over. And I'm like, are you kidding? Wrong answer. Talk about a statement that will bring you all together. Oh, of course, definitely. <laughs> but you know, because you can all hate on him. <laughs> yeah, and so it was coming from the perspective of a traditional family, the nuclear family. You know, like working all together as a family, and for step families, for step moms, and 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 dads, that doesn't work because the kids will look at you while. I don't need to listen to you. You're not my mom. Like mm-hmm. I have a mom. And so the, divi- the loyalty divides, you know, loyalty binds where the kids are loyal to a mom and a dad, regardless of how good or bad they are, mm-hmm. the kids are loyal to their parents. Right. So you come into their lives as strange, well, technically as strangers, right? Because you didn't raise them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say sometimes it really depends on 
your situation and where you are as uh, when you enter your step-parent phase, your step-mom phase. You know, are the kids young, in the middle of teenage years, which is tough, or mm-hmm. are they adults? Everything is different. Right. And yeah, and what stage are you at in your life? You know, are you are you in the midlife where most of us are... <laughs> Yes. are getting our confidence back or or new Absolutely. confidence or yes. are you in those ugh, the the wishy-washy late 20s 30s <laughs> and, and that's right you're true right at 20s I remember going back in my 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 late 20s I thought hey I got this like yep. I, I know what I'm doing like I'm 27 I got this like oh my gosh if I could go back I would say girl you're only starting like wait wait and so um I'm the type of person who um as a kid I was always very curious and so whenever someone would give me advice I would test them I would Mm. test them to say how do you know this like I, I, I wasn't Sometimes I would say I was a brat. Yeah. As to raise, right? As a kid. Um, so maybe I got the kids I deserved as karma. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I my daughter's a mini me, is what I call her. So <laughs> I know I know I got my karma. <laughs> but I'm also using that now because I look back at or I don't have to look back. She's twenty-four now. Um and I'm using that because I'm looking at her going, oh, my gosh, I remember being that young and knowing yes. I was right about everything. Yes. And so I'm yes. kind of trying to pull that confidence in now and go, yeah, you used to be that girl and you still can be. Yes. And so this is what being at the stage of life I am at, sort of like a good thing where I can look back at myself and look back at our kids and say, you know what? Yeah, they're test they're testing me in in like um, am I walking my the the talk I'm saying right? Mm-hmm. So I I I wanted to be the independent woman. I wanted to be the one who was confident. And so yeah, sometimes that was so crooked. It was so it came off so wrong many times. Yeah. And so over time, I learned that sometimes just saying nothing and just being there is probably the best thing to do. As opposed- <laughs> I'm giving my poor, uh, my poor neighbors in the thick of it with her 15 year old daughter. And it, she was texting me and I gave her the piece of the best piece of advice that my husband ever gave me was that I needed to shut up. Yep. Because I yep. would argue with their teenager. And like I said, she's my mini me. So, I mean, I went full blown back into hormonal teenager with her <laughs> And we would just be battling back and forth because I knew I was right. She knew she was right. And I'm like, I'm 40 something. I know I'm right. I've been there, you know? And he's just like, you have to shut up and stop arguing with her. Yeah. And I'm like, how? I don't know how to not argue. (laughs) But, you know, I was sharing that with her and it's so true. I was blessed with some, some women in my life that had older, older kids, and I remember coming into this point, the 15, 16, 
and I felt like I was just losing my daughter, right? Just absolutely yeah. losing her. Um, we weren't connecting at all. She didn't want to talk to me. I mean, I, I breathed wrong. It, any, every time I breathed wrong. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I was just heartbroken going through this. And she was on the other end with her daughter being, I want to say 22. And I, God, it was just the best that she said, hey, you know, this is going to suck for years, four years. She goes, but in between about 21 and 23, you're going to get your girl back. And I have, I held on to that <laughs> so yeah. hard and it was absolutely true. And now at 24, it's like, yeah, I mean, we, we picked way back up in a great spot, but okay. being in those years was horrible, horrible okay. getting those kids that we deserved. <laughs> and, and think, and think of it this way, right? I remember when we moved from Canada to the U.S. We had three teenagers. So we're picking up three teenagers, taking them away from the, the life they knew up in Canada, taking them away from all their friends they had up there. And it's a different culture, right? We, we, we were, were in Montreal, so it's a French-Canadian culture. We're bringing them in the U.S.-American culture. And although there's a lot of similarities, there are some differences. Uh -huh. And so we're bringing them from one place to another in, their, in the middle of their teenage years. Oh, gosh. And so... That first year for me, I felt like it couldn't, they couldn't care less if I was there or not. They couldn't right. care less if I, you know, they, they didn't care. And that was really hurtful because I couldn't understand what I was doing wrong. Right. And so when I went back to school and I studied being a step, step families, understanding, you know, understanding uh, family dynamics. And then I came to the realization oh, it's not me. Well, part of it is me, but it's not just me. Part of it is their stage in life they're in. Yeah. Part of it is the, the dealing with the transitions and everything that was going on. There were big, major changes for them. Mm -hmm. And so once that came to realization, I was able to let go and stop fighting so much and just say, okay, this is a process. This right. is a stage. It's going to be okay. <laughs> it wasn't easy. No, and right. <laughs> but at least the understanding that this isn't forever made a big difference. And I think it does help with uh, the, when people are talking more about all of this stuff because they get so you get so wrapped up in it that you don't realize how many people in how many different family dynamics are going through the same thing. It doesn't matter that my husband and I were still together and all of that. We were going through that same garbage with teenagers that you went through. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with the divorce in this, all of that stuff. <laughs> They're nope. just going to be that way. Yeah. And actually I work, I'm working with a few um, couples these days that their kids are teenagers. And so a lot of the questions 
that I'm getting from the stepmoms is, is this normal? Like the kids' behavior, is this normal? They just want to know what is typical teenage stuff and what is not. And I would say probably 90% of what's going on is typical teenage. Well, maybe 80% is typical teenage stuff. And then there's another like 15%. It's typical divorce teen stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so understanding what is typical in these different phases is so helpful because you understand that you know even though it's typical you still need to set boundaries you still need to take care of yourself you need to understand what what is helpful and uh, and um supportive for you mm-hmm. so that you can navigate and go through all these um, different um changes yeah exactly so when you hit your 40s did you notice that you had any major changes happen was that a transition time yes so and and it was funny because I made a list of my 40s I figured okay 40s that was how old I was in the year and so during my 40s I went back to school something I never imagined I would be able to do so I graduated university we became empty nesters in my 40s I also became a grandmother in my 40s and yeah (laughs) and the thing is like being a grandparent a grandmother you're not the one making that decision that's made for you right yep yep (laughs) and then the My 40s sort of like uh, solidify who I was and um, made me even stronger mm-hmm. so that I was able to um, look at who I was and be proud of who I, I became. Um, it also helped me to look back at, at my younger years and realize like, you know what? You can do this. I can do this. This isn't, this is okay. Um, the other thing I found with my forties is that I, I relied on girlfriends. I relied on my friends to help me get through some of my, my, um, my uh, challenges, uh-huh. something that I didn't do as a younger person. Nice. And so that made a big difference for me. Yeah. It's, it's awesome that you went back to school in your 40s because that was one of my big, I don't want to say issues, but um, there was just so much that I could do when I hit my 40s and we had the empty nest that I was super lost because I'm like, oh, I can go back to school because, I mean, you got plenty of time to have a whole new career even after graduating, right? (laughs) There was just so many options that I was completely lost because I had totally forgotten anything that I had ever wanted to do at that point. You know, it had all been about the family and and taking care of them. So I love that you went back. And for me, 
school in my in, in my late teens or early 20s wasn't something that was very encouraged as I grew up. For me, it was like, oh, you'll get married, have kids, someone's going to take care of you, so you don't need to get an education. Mm. So from my background and my uh, upbringing, it wasn't something that was seen as necessary and I never thought of myself as being smart enough to be able mm. to, to go to school so when I did go and I went because I started going to school or taking some classes just so I could get out of the house when the, we had teenagers right I needed to get away <laughs> yeah I needed to run away and do something and so for me that was my um, my place to um, find myself, right? Mm -hmm. so my footies was about finding myself, redefining who I was, who I, I will be, because, you know, it, it was, uh, um, I, I saw this as, well, I have all these years in front of me. What am I going to do with it? And right. I wanted it to be meaningful, I want my 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 later years to be um, to be to have some kind of impact, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. And that's because um, you were finding your dammits. <laughs> I was finding my dammits exactly. Yes, and you're totally leaning into them with your business now too. So, so what is? At least one of your damnets. What did you find out when you were when you were looking through it? So one of my damnets, and 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 this was such a great question to ask. Um, so as I'm I'm going for through all of this, one was my perseverance, and I will say that you know when I look back at from where I am now to when I was a, a younger person, my perseverance were, was seen as a negative, right? Mm -hmm. um, perseverance uh, is the flip side of being stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so um, for me, I saw that being, that, that persevering and believing in what I thought was the, the the right thing to do, my path, believing myself, is what helped me to um, deal with a lot of the challenges I had, to be where I am, to coach and help other stepmoms, and to believe in themselves. So the the my piece is the perseverance. I like my I like being seeing myself whether you call it stubborn or or I like to see it as a, as being persevering in what my beliefs are yeah it's a, it's a more positive word for it Definitely. yeah and so I and and really the other thing is um I'm not attaching so much importance as to what others feel is right or wrong to do. As long as it's you do what you think is the right thing to do and that is beneficial for you, as long as you're not imposing that I have to do that because this is your belief, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and the other thing is like, um, Believing that 
I have no problem saying no, like, like setting my boundaries. And again, that's, that's where my perseverance comes in is helpful. Like I will take the time to examine and look at every aspect of my life. I will sit there and say, okay, does this make sense? Like I re reevaluate. Is this still true? Does this still hold true for my beliefs and values? And if it is, then yeah, I'm just going to go for it. And I'm going to stand firm on those beliefs and values and um, saying no and setting those boundaries. So all of this comes with uh, persevering in my journey and my belief um, while always being mindful of the people around me, right? Yeah. Oh, and I agree because I mean, that's what has brought you to this spot because it wasn't like you just, you knew you wanted it to work. Yes. And you, you could have quit. You even had a therapist tell you to quit (laughs) to give up. And instead you chose to go back to school and learn more. Um, I can't even imagine how many books you probably read up on all of it. Um, So I do, I agree. It's not stubborn. It's perseverance because you were learning on the way through it. Stubborn would just be, yeah, I'm right. You're wrong. Period. I think. That's true. That is very true. For you took it to a whole awesome level and getting educated in it. Thank you. And I say it, right? When when I went to school, I went back to school to save my marriage. I went back to school so I could learn to be a better step-parent and a better parent. I went back to school so I could see how I could be a better person. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about how can I change the others to fit into what I wanted because that never works. Mm-hmm. It was about how can I make the changes I need to be a better person. So this is where my 40s came in mm-hmm. to be able to explore my the possibilities of who I can be and who I could become mm-hmm. and to put it in place and to to put it into practice. And so yes, yeah, so thank you for, you know, just adding that piece about perseverance is that, yeah, it's easy to quit when it's hard. It's easy to quit when we're saying, well, this isn't working the way I want it. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say, um, you know, it's all the other person's fault. I could have blamed the ex for, for some of the issues we were going through. I could have blamed my stepkids for the struggles. But the reality is everybody is doing the best they can with the information they have. Mm-hmm. And so for me, going back to school was part of getting educated, getting the information so I can make better decisions and better choices. Nice. And now you've got your other damn it where you share it with everybody. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Thank you. So, um, listeners, Claudette has a book and I highly recommend grabbing it. I have quite a few friends that I have sent to the book because like we were talking, I do believe that boundaries are such a huge issue for, for just everybody, but especially in, in the step family situation. And her book is called the Stepmom's book of boundaries, how and where to draw the line for a happier, healthier step family. And you can find that on Amazon. 
Um, she offers coaching. Uh, she just offers a lot. She is highly invested in, in helping other step families work through all of the issues and, and know that you're not alone, which is, which is one of the things that you wanted to know back in the day, right? Is that you're not going through this alone. Definitely. And what is normal and that you're not going crazy. Right. That's really happening. (laughs) Yes. They're really treating you that way. You're really letting them treat you that way. (laughs) Yeah. And so this is where boundaries help so much and having mutual respect and knowing how to treat other people and to be okay in your skin, in your home, in your place. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And okay. And telling them no and, and sticking with it. And Oh, so hard for anybody that's got kids, (laughs) let alone with the step family situation. So thank you for being here, Claudette. I really appreciate you coming in for a chat. Thank you so much, Val. I appreciate it. I enjoyed sharing. This was great. Thank you. And listeners, I will have the links for everything so that you can go and um, visit Claudette if you need assistance or um, even better, especially if you know somebody right now who's just going through a really tough time, send them to her website and, and buy them the book for a gift. So thank you for joining me today. I look forward to continuing to guide you into creating your bold life because you deserve to live as your best self.